Your monger holds you to an impossible standard. I'm continually amazed by my own monger's ability to encourage me to go beyond the bounds of time and space. Your to-do list is a mile long, and logically, there is no way you could complete it. And yet, your monger convinces you that you have to. You don't have a choice. And so even though you can't bend time and magically create 27 hours in a day, you still beat yourself up for failing to finish. You drive yourself so hard, pushing, hustling, and head down working toward a goal, sacrificing sleep and ignoring your own personal discomfort in the form of physical pains and mental anguish. And we do it all in the pursuit of some goal or fantasy version of what our life is supposed to be. We have built our whole lives around these delusions, the idea that we are superhuman and that we need to keep going and we can't change course. You're listening to The Happier Approach, the show that pulls back the curtain on the need to succeed, hustle, and achieve at the price of our inner peace and relationships. I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. If you gave yourself permission to pause and reflect on how your monger holds you to these impossible standards, you might ask yourself, well, who set the goal I'm hustling so hard for? And if it is actually my goal, is that goal still serving me or even something I want to be pursuing? Our monger convinces us that looking around and asking questions is dangerous and scary, so she keeps serving as a taskmaster for a goal we might not even want to be pursuing anymore. And in the end, we start to believe that if we can't be the superhuman version of ourselves that our monger has tasked us with becoming, we just don't have what it takes to be happy. This is why I want to talk about the simple act of being human. I want to explore the complexities and importance of just being human especially for those of us who swallow the lie that we have to be superhuman. Last week, we kicked off the conversation with Tara McMullen, sharing her experiences with being more human in her business. And next week, we'll be hearing from Sarah Kathleen Peck, who talks about bringing your humanness into your next project and helping you get out of your own way and try something new. She even coached me through my own stuckness. In this episode, I want to talk about how our monger and our BFF keeps us in such rigid thinking that we miss the possibilities that being human brings. Now, the benefits of being superhuman have been sold to us our whole lives in comic books, in movies, in fantasy novels. Maybe you've dreamt of reading minds, having the power of flight, or just being really, really, really smart, like Sherlock Holmes. So, What's so great about being human? Well, here are three ways being human is more helpful than the quest to be superhuman. Reason number one, being loyal to yourself. Rather than beating yourself up for feeling unmotivated, you can say, wow, feeling unmotivated is so freaking hard, especially when I have so much to do. I'm going to be gentle on myself today. What is one small thing I can start right now? And then I'm going to check in again later. Reason number two, making mistakes means trying something new and risking failure. Rather than just sitting there in fear, risking raising your hand in the Zoom meeting to share an idea, and rather than getting lost in the fact that your idea didn't get picked, noticing that your idea inspired another idea that was more on target. Had you not risked, that wouldn't have happened. Reason number three, being kind about your limitations recognizing that as much as you want to be superhuman and as good as that feels initially, it leaves you feeling tired, depleted, and anxious. 
knowing that you are not a good worker after 3 p.m. You can do it, but pushing yourself to achieve a bunch at that point, it just isn't going to work. In essence, being human is at the heart of being happier and being more peaceful. When we have spent our whole lives with the belief that we could be superhuman, if only we hustle harder, how do we embrace a life of imperfection and acceptance? Especially when our mongers and BFFs can actively sabotage our efforts. Let's start with trust or a lack thereof. Many of my clients are slow to trust, slow to trust themselves, slow to trust other people, slow to trust our humanness. We trust our rules, our rigidities, our schedule, our to-do list, our ways of doing things. Because those rules, rigidities, and ways of doing things, they keep us feeling superhuman. We have learned over time that if we keep our head down and do the next thing on the list, we will feel all powerful. And in the past, that has worked. But what if those rules, rigidities, and ways of doing things, they're just not working anymore? What if these rigidities aren't making us superhuman, but making us feel like crap? What if you're tired of trying to bend to the time-space continuum? What if you're tired of being physically exhausted and stressed out, constantly working towards a nameless goal? What if you want to feel good about your life and not like you're constantly failing no matter how hard you work? What if you want to do it differently? And we all scream, yes, yes, yes. And then we go to take action, to look up, to listen to our biggest fan and design a life of acceptance and imperfection. And in swoops our monger saying, no, 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 you have to keep pushing. You have to keep hustling. Here's the thing with these superhuman habits. They are well-worn. They are comfortable. They are our defaults. Like water running over a rock, it will always find the well-worn path. Change is hard, not just because of our default paths. Those can change one small conscious step at a time. But you know what gets in our way more? Our inability to be human, to trust that there is a different way, to be wrong, to not have the right way, to not know the answer, to question, to be curious, and sit in the unknown. That is downright terrifying for many of us with the belief that we are superhuman. This is why we take on more than we physically can. We work mindlessly towards a task we might not even care about. We treat ourselves as superhuman. It's also why we know a lot about how to change. We just don't make any of the changes. Because being superhuman is freaking exhilarating, especially if we only look at the praise and accolades and avoid our mental and emotional health. It is ironic. We crave less hustling, less pushing. We read and learn as much as we can about accepting ourselves and embracing our imperfections. And then our monger steps in to say, you'll never be able to do those things. Or who do you think you are? Or whatever her mean belittling go for the jugular commentary is that day. She convinces us that doing more, accomplishing more, and staying far away from those feelings, that will be best. And our BFF supports her. I don't talk about the BFF as much as the monger, but she is that voice of false self-compassion. So whenever our monger gets too loud, she jumps in to say, you're fine. No need to change. You're doing great. Or we already know this stuff. Change your attitude. Love, love, love. Yes. And be kind. Blah, 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 blah. Our BFF lets us off the hook. This is her misguided attempt to protect us. She is that petulant teenager attempting to protect us by telling us we can stop listening to everyone else and we're fine. In fact, notice how the BFF's petulant child's voice shows up as you're listening to this very podcast. 
My BFF voice would probably roll her eyes and tell me to stop listening. You know all this already, she would whisper. Well, you might know this already, but are you implementing it in your daily life? Because after our BFF tells us we're awesome and amazing and we don't need to change anything, we then return to business as usual and the cycle repeats. So to summarize, we're tired of living with so much rigidity. We attempt to make a change. Our monger belittles us for not hustling and wasting time. Despite our monger, we make some feeble attempt at being kind to ourselves. And then our BFF steps in to tell us we're fine and we don't need to change. Rinse and repeat. We want to live in a space where we're open to being human, where kindness and compassion are at the top. We're drawn to that way of thinking, and yet practicing it with ourselves on a daily basis is hard and difficult and not a default. We have learned from our monger and BFF that in order to feel superhuman, best to keep a tight control on any of that messy love stuff. It's way too inconsistent and hard. And yet, we are also the first to tell our loved ones and friends all that we have learned by reading psychology. We will advise them that they should set a boundary, speak a need, or be kind to themselves. We really believe this stuff. And yet, it's like there's a giant hard boundary in our head saying, nope, that works for everyone else. But for you, you have high expectations. You need to be superhuman. You are different. But I'm here to tell you, you aren't. You can't bend the time-space continuum. You can't be all things to all people. You can't do everything on your to-do list. You can't keep plugging along single-mindedly towards a goal you might not even want anymore. It will wear on you physically, mentally, and emotionally. Because here's the fact. You are a human being. Let's start embracing that. First, we have to honor this disconnect. We have to notice the difference between what we know and what we live. I know that being kind is key. I know that giving myself regular breaks, honoring my body, treating myself as a human being rather than a human doing are all key to my inner peace and happiness. This is why I love the idea of self-loyalty. Self-loyalty is the ultimate act of being human. It's not turning our back on ourselves. It's being willing to dive into all that messiness and say, wow, look what's here instead of yuck. Look what's here. We know how to be loyal to family and friends. We accept their flaws. In fact, we will bend ourselves like Gumby to make up for their flaws. But for ourselves, hell no. Being human is something we strive to overcome. Maybe that's why we struggle so much. Stepping into the unknown of being kind, honoring ourselves, and practicing self-loyalty are messy and imperfect. And the one thing we hate is messy and imperfect. While I was researching the idea of being human, I came across this quote by Edith Wider, an American scientist. Exploring is an innate part of being human. We're all explorers when we're born. Unfortunately, it seems to get drummed out of many of us as we get older, but it's there, I think, in all of us. And for me, that moment of discovery is just so thrilling on any level that I think anybody that's experienced it is pretty quickly addicted to it. I don't have all the answers, but I do know that being an explorer of your heart and soul is an excellent place to start and can be exhilarating. Rather than believing the lie of our monger that we are flawed human beings who need to be whipped into shape, what if we looked at our internal world as something fun to explore? A messy, abstract painting that we can look at with kindness and empathy rather than a painting we need to redo so it looks perfect. As we continue to explore being human this month, challenge yourself to embrace imperfection and being kind to yourself no matter what. 
notice your three voices. Notice when your monger chimes in to say how you're broken and then how your BFF chimes in to say, no, 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 you're fine. When you see that dynamic, challenge yourself to bring in your biggest fan, that kind voice who says, okay, people, let's settle down. What do you need right now, sweet pea? Pause for the answer and then honor it. That is the key, honoring what comes up, being loyal to your heart's request. Maybe it is to keep hustling. Maybe it's to get a drink of water. Maybe it's to take a nap. Learning to listen and honor what comes up is messy. You will do it wrong. And yet, every time I finally put down the superhuman shield and embrace being human, even just a little tiny bit, life gets easier, which is the exact opposite of what I think is going to happen. This week, let's embrace being human, one tiny activity at a time. If you don't do it, who will? If you're not hustling, pushing, and keeping it all together yourself, nothing will get done. Look, you don't need me to tell you that. You tell yourself every day. There's that voice inside your head constantly pushing you to do more, be more, and get closer to perfect. And there are all the people, your family, friends, and random people on the street who congratulate you on how productive you are. Mixed messages, am I right? I know I'm right because I've dealt with high-functioning anxiety too. I know what it's like to relish the accolades that come your way one minute and shame yourself for being so tired and overwhelmed the next. And I've been working with women like you, living with hidden anxiety every day for over 20 years as a coach and a counselor. I wrote The Happier Approach to give you a framework for dealing with your anxiety and start living happier. The Happier Approach will help you understand the voices in your head and what to do with them. It's not another woo-woo self-help book that asks you to think positively and live your best life. It's a practical guidebook for getting out of survival mode and finding a genuinely happy and productive life. You can find The Happier Approach on Amazon, Audible, or Barnes & Noble. Do you know someone who struggles with high-functioning anxiety? Please share this podcast with them. You can send them a link to the show website, live-happier.com backslash podcast, or encourage them to listen via their favorite podcast player. For those of us with high-functioning anxiety, we can feel so freaking alone, and asking for help is hard. Hearing from a trusted friend about a helpful resource can be a godsend, so don't underestimate the power in sharing. 